living sober coffee holder. That's the bomb. My name is Chris Raymer. Very grateful recovered alcoholic. Because there's oh, still a bunch of people here. That freaks me out. As the day wears on, there's usually let, you know, it just wears everybody out. Um, you wonder why tomorrow morning we're going to talk about sponsorship, and you wonder why some, some of us in this room can sponsor so many people, because we, we get the job done, and we get on down the road and get the next guy. Some of you guys, you're just, you're, you're letting these people wear you out. You're carrying too much weight, and, and we're, we'll talk about that. So, four-step stuff, guys. Uh, uh, we do this little third step prayer and we get up and the book tells us what to do and then we start writing and uh, uh, guys that I sponsor I'm taking them through at a, at, a, at a pretty good little clip I don't sit down all at once and give them the whole deal there's three separate inventories there's a resentment inventory there's a sex inventory and there's a fear inventory out of the book I'm not going to give them all the information it's too much information we're giving them a short little snippets you with us? You do this, and then we're going to give you the next piece, and we're going to give you... It's a little time-consuming, but you can get it pretty, pretty dadgum quick. When we do a third-step prayer, and I start working with a four-step, the first thing I do is get my date book out, and we set a date for the fifth step. Because if we don't set a date for the fifth step, this is going to get long and drawn out. Make sense? Now understand where I'm coming from here is where Bill Wilson was coming from. And some of y'all I know will disagree with this, because you've been to treatment, and they told you that you've got to have all these names on here. Guys, this was like triage again. What we're trying to do is take an inventory of some big bad things that are going on in our lives. Some inventory of these resentments and these fears. And we're trying to, this is, a, this is not a therapeutic technique. So in treatment what they do is they'll tell you, I want you to write everybody down that you've ever resented. And so you spend six months thinking about it. That's where we were laughing this morning, Myersville. I'm working on a four-step. I'm working on a four-step. You haven't picked it up in two weeks, so you're not working on anything. You're just, you're spinning your wheels on the four-step. You're spinning your wheels on the four-step. Here's, here's the general gist. I'd rather see everybody in this room, if we could do it, if we had the time to just do a four-step today, I'd rather see all of us sit down and get 10 of the biggest damn resentments we've got down on paper, work it across in the columns, and, and, and dump it, than to sit here and mess with this thing to get 200 names down. You follow? Because most of these names you haven't even thought of in 10 years. I'm, I'm thinking of the people I'm resentful at. Then you're not resentful at them. If you have to go back and think about this, you're wasting your time. Bill Wilson never intended for this to take place. He never intended for this to be this long drawn out. I was talking to a counselor not long ago. I said, well, I, I make sure my guys that I'm working with, I mean, they have to have at least 200 names on their inventory before I, I'll even cons God dang, guys, I didn't even know, I didn't know 200 people. <laughs> You're going to tell me you were pissed at every person you ever met? You and I were in high school and we had a little fight and I hadn't thought of you in 30 years. Why am I going to put your name down on this list? I haven't even given it a second thought. We use the, we, we use the restaurant theory. If he's sitting in a restaurant, you walk in, you're with us or vice versa, you're sitting in there and he walks in. Are you going to finish your dinner faster to get out of there because you don't want to be in there with him? If that's the case, put his name on the damn list. You follow? But if it's just no big deal, oh, there's that guy. Hey, bud, how you doing? You just keep on eating. Don't, don't waste your time. This is not an exercise in writing. The, the, the cat that comes up with the longest four-step is not doing the more thorough four-step. Can you all get your mind around that one? Okay. I, 
The books ask us to, 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 to do an inventory. When I go to the little store up at the hospital where I work, I'm going to inventory. I'm not inventorying crap I threw out six months ago. I want current stuff that's making my teeth grind. You with us? Coworkers, wife, people in AA. You know, stuff that's going on. I'm going to write that stuff down. I'm going to, going, to, going to get a notebook. I'm going to organize it. I'm going to make some columns. You can do a, a, a combination third column, or you can split the third and fourth like it's in the book. I don't care how you do it. There's so many guides out there on how to do a four-step. I could give a rat's butt. There, there, I've got an 84-page four-step guide on my desk. Can you imagine coming home, be, being a little banged up, just still detoxing, and somebody said, well, we're going to get busy on that four-step. <laughs> Clunk, drops it down on the desk. I mean, can you, I just shoot myself. I'm afraid they're going to ask me to read how it works. I mean, I'm just, but, and you're going to ask me to read an 84-page guide? Who came up with this crap? Because that's exactly what it is. It's crap. Downstream, you've been sober five years, and you want to do a big thorough thing and, and use a therapeutic technique of a four-step and, and expound on this and multiple columns. Shh, rock on. Go for it. I ain't talking about that. Y'all with us on that? I don't care. What bop to you drop? Right now, early on, I'm talking about the little cat that's just come in here and just clearing the booze, and he and he needs some help, and he needs to get clear of these resentments. Let's let's don't let him stew in his own juices. I was in a, I was talking up in Seattle. Some of y'all heard me talk about this, and we were on an Indian reservation, and there was this old geezer. His name was Bill. Supposedly he's passed away. He was a nice guy. He'd been sober. I don't know at the time, 40 plus years, close to 50, and just a. And he was telling his story, and he was coming off the streets of L.A., and he was, he, he was back up in the, in the logging area, and he, was, the, he said he was sober about three days, and his sponsor drove up in his car and went over to the truck where he was working and handed him a notebook and said, buddy, let's start working on that old four-step. He's about day three sober. You with us? And the whole room, it was like this, the whole room erupted with laughter. Oh, my gosh, can you imagine how stupid that is? You follow? I'm sitting back in the back going, right on, right on. And we're going to let this old geezer sit out there and stew in his own juices until he got uncomfortable enough to, to drink again. Let's get this thing done. Deal with the resentments. That's what he's asking us to do. First column, we put the person down. One of the things we got to do in the first column uh, is uh, get clear, do we really resent them? In the second column, we got to get really, really clear, why are we resentful? You, it, we have a tendency to exaggerate. She was never there for me. You know, that's not true. That's just not true. Often when I needed her, she wasn't there. A little closer to the truth. But if you find yourself lying in the second column, you're going to be lost in the fourth column. Make sense? This, my life has been, way, has been based on a lie. It's the whole thing is about what my perception of what life is really is. The truth is, buddy, a lot of the stuff is all just right here. It never happened down here. It's just in my head. And that's what I get a chance to do in a four-step. I get the chance to sit down and put this stuff on paper. Is this true or not? You follow? A lot of us end up working down in columns. I'm going to put the name, and then I'm going to work down the, the reason I'm resentful, and then the next name and the reason I'm resentful. It's easier to shift gears this way. You follow? Third column, there's seven areas that can be affected, folks. I, I, I can't imagine how people get so confused on this third column, but it's in the book, and it's pretty crystal clear. Crystal clear. It's a couple of little paragraphs. I, I, what was affected was my self-esteem affected, was my ambition, my pride, my sex relations. There's seven areas that, that are affected. It's a numbers game. I'm just writing that stuff down. My sponsor wanted me to write a paragraph about each. I, 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 
then do that if you want to. But the book is asking me to just write the stuff down. Look at the truth around that. I want to get you out of these first few columns. First column, I'm a victim. Do you all agree? <laughs> Second column, big victim. Yeah. She, did, she cheated on me. Third column, how this affected me. I'm still a victim. Fourth column, we're not victims anymore. <laughs> now I'm looking at my stuff. You all follow? So I want to look at this stuff. It's, we've all been harmed, and I want to look at that. But I want to get out of it as quick as I can, because this is not a, not a pat on the back for the, your, you know. Guys, people get victimized every day, you know. But victims don't get sober. Trust me. You want me to say it again? If you remain that victim, you will not get sober. You will continue to use that to drink over. So we got to get past it. Fourth column, guys, I'm looking for the four areas that my, my part, no, nothing more. Where was I selfish and self-centered? Where was I dishonest and where was I afraid? See? Four areas. You want to give me this big, long, drawn-out explanation? Not interested. I'm interested in you getting down to brass tacks. What was wrong with me in this deal? What part did I play? Sometimes you're going to play all four parts in that. Sometimes it's just going to be one part. That's the nature of the beast. Look at it, guys. Our lives are riddled with this fear. Would y'all agree? Selfish and self-centeredness. If you're judging somebody, you're being selfish and self-centered to the core. And that's what we're looking at. That's what we're going to see pop up in that fourth column more than anything else. I'm the most judgmental some bitch on the face of the earth. You can do it right, and I'll, and I'll judge you for it. It's just... <laughs> It's just exactly what we were talking about. And as soon as I get out of the judging business and start accepting you as just a brother in this fellowship, everything's going to be okay. Make sense? I start to look at my stuff. Oh, my gosh. And I start to get free even just writing this stuff down. And I look at the four columns there, and I'm ready to go. Finish it. Done. Guys, if you come up with some later, I'm getting out of my car, drive, walking up to my sponsors. I'm fixing to do a fifth step, and I remembered somebody, and I ran out to the car, and I, and I jotted it down, and I went back. Who Who cares? It's just, it, this, this is not a work of art. This is not a novel you're going you're gonna to publish. Oh, my gosh. But let me mention this. It's everybody in this room's responsibility. If you're knocking out a little four-step, I do one a year just to stay current with my, my constant crazy stuff. It's your responsibility to keep this little four-step under wraps. Y'all follow? That's why I don't believe in leaving this crap around for six months. Oh, my gosh. Because somebody's going to find it. You think your significant other that went to family at treatment doesn't understand what you're doing? They understand what you're doing. They know what that is, and they want to look at it. <laughs> and they will. And when they do, don't call me on the phone. Wait, wait, wait. I can't believe my husband read my four-step. I can't believe you left it out on the kitchen table for him to pick up. Well, you want to talk about some more stuff to write about. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bad. Fear inventory. I've watched people do this. I've got an eight-column fear inventory. I don't know where that comes from. The book asks us two questions. List the fear and why we think we have it. But I'm bummed. Ask God to show you. How long could that possibly take? 30 minutes? An hour? It's pretty simple. Sex inventory. It's what everybody does. Listen, folks, let me tell you this. The book is asking us some specific questions to ask about our relationships with the opposite sex, none of which includes pokey pokey. There's this big belief that this fourth step and this fifth step is all about confession. It is so not about that. It is, there's a piece of it that can be quite cleansing, just talking to another human being about some of the crazy stiff stuff we did. But guys, if, if the fourth and fifth step was all about confession, then we would have a lot more churchgoers 
well, you know, and they're not. They're not. We've got a hospital full of Catholics right now. Come on. This ain't about confession. This is about the inventory piece. I'm looking at the areas. Where did I unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, and bitterness? You follow? How do I treat you? Am I too flirtatious with you? Am I, am I treating you with respect and dignity? This is stuff that I looked at when I was a, I was a little, little whore dog like Myers. Out, out. <laughs> and when I'm older now, still to this day, with the women in my group, am I, am I still doing the same thing? You with us? It's easy to do. 21 years sober. Hey, baby, what's happening? Talk some shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's funny to me. It's not funny to her. It's very disrespectful. And I'm perfectly capable of doing it. Make sense? This is what I'm looking at. If you do a sex inventory the way the book asks you to do it, I could sit down and do a fist step with any woman in this place. And we would, there would be no blushing faces. We're not talking about anything dirty. We're talking about our behavior and what we did. Way too many people out there spending way too much time in this little fourth step reliving the glorious days of their youth. I could, could give a rat's ass. In fact, I'm going to tell you this. If I'm sitting down with a guy I'm sponsoring and he spends a little too much time giggling about this, this sex inventory, we're going to stop and he's going to go find a woman to do that sex inventory with and we'll see how, how funny this gets. Can, can you all relate? I guarantee you, you want a new experience with the steps? Sit down and do that. The, the way we treated our sisters in this fellowship makes me want to puke. Makes me want to puke. I want to look at it. I want to see what I'm doing, my behavior, how am I treating them. I sit down and uh, I get all this thing ready to go. I'm set up with a fifth step and uh, I sit down with my sponsor. What do we do? We do exactly what the big book asks us to do. We're going to get quiet with God for a little bit. We're going to ask him to, to show us what we need to do and give us the courage to talk about the things that need to be talked about. And then I'm going to sit down there and say I'm doing your, your fifth step. You've got it ready and you're going to start reading it to me. I'm going to have two pieces of paper sitting on the table in front of me. One's got an eight-step uh, eight list for the amend stuff. You with us? The other one's got my six-step uh, character defect stuff and as you're talking to me I'm going to be making a few little notes about little character defects that I see glaringly uh, floating up in this fifth step make sense and then I'm going to jot down some notes about some eight steps so we can get a head start on this because the book says from my fifth step I get my eight step list and so I'm going to sit down there and help you get a head start on this and that's all I'm going to do my job is not to make a bunch of comments I'm not going to sit there and talk for hours I hear so many stories about fourth and fifth steps guys I just it, it freaks me out we hugged and we cried and we sat in, in a circle and wrapped each other in blankets and I was like I'm, and some of y'all are not laughing because you did that. Great. I hope it was a wonderful experience. I'm going to tell you, I sponsor 30 men. I don't have time to hug and do blankets. We're not going to do that. I want this knucklehead to see his truth so he can stop making these same mistakes over and over. I want to see what's really going on with you. And you've written it down. My job is to be the, the little traffic cop. Next. You with us? Got it? Over to the fourth. Well, see, I want to take... Next. You see your truth, we're going to go to the next one because I don't want to sit there and talk because all you're doing is justifying why you did it. You with us? The more we talk about it, let me give you the scenario. Let me. No. We're going to write down what the, what, y'all follow what I'm saying? What was it? Get to your part. What was it? Get to your part. What was it? Get to your part. That's what we're going to do. 
I'm not going to do the bad, bad, bad thing that nobody wants to talk about any more attention than I am the uh, fight you had with the, uh, the, the clerk at the 7-Eleven. It's just, you see your truth, we're going on to the next one. You follow? This is not therapy. We are not therapists. We are not there to talk about why do you think you did it? Could, give or, could care less. The question is, did you do it? And that's what we're looking at. It's pretty simple, guys. You get it down. If you're taking longer first time through, like three, four hours in a, in a fifth step, that's more than enough to get the job done. A hell of a good fourth and fifth step can be done in that period of time. And a fifth step can be done in that period of time. This nonsense, my sponsor had me, we did three eight-hour sessions. Man, you... you <laughs> uh, does your sponsor owe you a bunch of money is the only question I want to ask. I mean, does he have something holding over your head for him to sit there for, for, for 21 hours while you rambled on about your poor, pathetic life? Y'all understand this? Oh, my gosh. Inventory. Let's get through and get to the other side. What's the book say after we finish? We get quiet for an hour. We go back through our, our, our stuff, and we look at the six and seven. That's what we do. An hour later, we do six and seven. And then we start working on eight steps, just exactly like David said in his story. We're going to get through this work at a pretty good clip. Y'all cool? You got something you want to add to this? Just real fast. Yeah. Yep, good deal. You want to use my coaster? I feel special using Chris's coaster. This is good. <laughs> Golly. Let's, let's spend just a couple minutes talking about some of the stuff that he was talking about. Just, I just want to, just a, a couple of little loose ends there that, that um, let me ask you this question. It's sort of a rhetorical question, but you just answer it yourself in your head. Um, has there ever been any time in your life when you were, when you were wrong about something? I mean, I mean, seriously, have you ever thought you were right and all of a sudden, <laughs> she cracks me up. Have you, ever th have you ever thought about something and went, golly, I was really wrong about that and just realized that you were just flat wrong? And it's funny, is it, if you could be wrong about something, you could be wrong about a lot of other stuff too. And, and that's the weird, that's the, the part about this self-deception that we sell ourselves in this deal. I spent my whole life building these stories in my head. Some of them were bold-faced lies. Some of them never even happened. But, but I told them so many times they became a part of my reality. And so I'm, I'm convinced that I'm this Billy Badass guy. And the reality was is I'm a little wussy. And I, none of this stuff happened. That I, it's just stuff that, that I made up. And so my world is kind of this fabricated, weird I don't know what reality is, and I don't really know what truth is, and that's the reason why the inventory becomes so very special. Because for the very first time, I'm going to get to look at this thing and separate the goofy, made-up stuff from the real life, this is who I really am. And it's pretty exciting to get to the end of it and actually see this stuff. The stuff that Chris was talking about, these, these, let me, let me ask you this, this question. Pretend for the sake of example, we got this meeting right now, and, and after this meeting, uh, Jason walks up to me and says, hey, Myers, uh, listen, uh, I want you to, to uh, sponsor me. You know what the very first thing 90% of us think of? The very first thing. The, he's not even asked me yet. He's just walking towards me, and I'm already thinking of one thing, a 10-hour fifth step. <laughs> I'm already thinking about the pain and suffering of me as a sponsor is going to have to go to get this guy through this inventory. That was the old way. That was, that was Meyer's pre-big book. Um, and it's an interesting thing. If you sponsor one guy every three or four years, it, you deal with it. It's not a big deal. You can deal with it. 
What if you're sponsoring five guys a week? What if you have five brand new guys ask you to, to, to work with them every week? And I did that. I was listening to five fifth steps a week for five years. And buddy, let me tell you something. You'll get to the nuts and bolts of an inventory. You'll get to a point to where you can cut to the chase like that. Because he just, that's where my ass went. I, just, I used to have a butt, but I spent so much time sitting on it, listening to this stuff, I just squished it all away. It's just gone. It's just gone. That's the story I told my wife anyway. <laughs> just kinda... She believed it. <laughs> what are they doing in the literature? What are they, what are they, when, they, when it opens up in the chapter, what is it, how does it start off? They liken it to what? A commercial inventory. This is the stuff that Chris was talking about on the deal. The, 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 we slid off into the confessional end of the deal. We're going to go through this long, long drawn out deal. And they're talking about an inventory. How long is an inventory? It's like you, if you have, a, if you have a, a grocery store and you walk in and you've got a bunch of batteries there, and the, but the batteries are 10 years old and they're all dead. They won't work. But you still got this nice little display of all these dead batteries there. At some point in time, you just simply have to go in there and say, get rid of the freaking batteries. They don't work. It's not good to have them anymore, and so we sweep them out of the deal. It's like, it's like uh, let me put it in perspective. It's like milk, okay? The, the, it's like milk in a cooler. See, I'm just going down the line listing all this kind of stuff. I got this milk cooler full of sour milk, okay? I can't sell sour milk, but it's there. It's in the cooler. It still looks pretty good. It's all just right there. Now, I, in this inventory, I'm trying to explain to you why this milk is sour, well, you see, we normally get milk deliveries on Thursday, but this time, for some reason or other, it didn't come on Thursday. It came the following Monday, and then there was this problem with this deal like this, and I'm just wanting to just die listening to this stuff. I don't care why the milk went sour, and you shouldn't either. It doesn't matter. The inventory, the commercial inventory, if we, know, if we boil it down to, to, to uh, dollars and cents, is milk sour. Next, it's that simple. The stuff that Chris was talking about on this stuff, about all of this, this, this. I don't care what you were doing the day the cops pulled you over. I don't care what the cop was wearing. I don't care that the cop roughed you up. I don't care how, I don't care. All I want you to see is what happened around that deal that the cops pulled you over. Why? Oh, I see you ran a red light. Fine. And that's why you spent 20 years resenting the Garland Police Department. See? I just went, we re, I resented them because they, 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 they bust. See, we got to the nuts and bolts. I don't need all the, all the drama. It's the drama that kills me. And what Chris was saying is absolutely the truest thing in the whole wide world. The more you talk about that stuff, the more you'll begin to realize that all of this is simply your attempt to justify your bad behavior. It doesn't do you any good and it doesn't do us any good. And what it does is it makes a really powerful experience really drawn out and less powerful. It, it, it's just an amazing, amazing kind of deal. One more quick thing, and then we'll 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 quit. Um, I was talking to this young lady a minute ago about about this about doing fifth steps again over uh, uh, more than once. Um, it's a funny thing, depending on where your sponsorship lineage was. Um, some sponsorship lineages are really big on doing multiple fifth steps and doing fifth steps like every year, this kind of thing. I think you can take it to an extreme and it gets really tedious trying to do a fifth step with the same guy over and over and over again on this thing. Um, but I came through a sponsorship lineage where we did it one time and that's it, period. 
And I've had some thoughts over the last couple of years. I want to share an experience with you, and we'll just talk about it. It's, it's, this, none of this stuff is carved in stone. It was just my personal experience with it. Um, um, we, Chris and I had done some deal in Alaska, and we got finished like at 9 o'clock at night, and the way that the flights were, we had to spend the night in the airport, and we were leaving like at 7 or 8 o'clock the next, the next morning. And so we were just sitting up all night. And I tell you, in, these, in the airport in the middle of the winter in Alaska, in the middle of the night, there's nobody there. I mean, it's just like a ghost town. Cob, I mean, big tumbleweeds rolling around the terminal. There's just nobody there but Chris and I. And we're sitting there like this, and we've talked ourselves. We've been with each other all weekend. We've said everything we were going to say like this. And, and, and I'm... I'm saying something to Chris, and then one thing leads to something else, and one thing leads to that, and I'm just killing my sister, uh, my older sister. I'm just, I'm just, God, she just pisses me off so bad, and I'm just like this, and Chris is not saying a word, he's just looking at me, and I move on from her to somebody else, and I move on to him to somebody else, and pretty soon, I mean, I'm just, I'm whooping everybody I know verbally, and, and Chris is not saying a word. He's just looking straight ahead, and, 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 and I'm just getting all tore up about this stuff. And Chris turns like this and looks at me, and he says, how long has it been since you did any inventory? And I said, it's none of your, none of your, it's none of your business. And... <laughs> I said, I did an inventory 15 years ago. I mean, what, you know? See, but let me explain something. My idea here is that because I sponsor a lot of guys and because I'm listening to a lot of inventories and I'm involved in their inventories, that I'm going to be clear that I don't necessarily have to go back and do all that stuff. And I know it sounds kind of whack, but that's my thought process. I'm just, I'm just telling you. So anyway, Chris doesn't say anything else. He just asks the question. And it's like dead silence, and we're both looking straight ahead. I said, Chris, you got a piece of paper? And he hands me a piece of paper and a pencil. Uh, actually, it was an envelope and a, piece of, and, a, and a piece of paper and a pencil. And I just started writing. And guys, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote. And there's, not, there's no sound in the terminal except me heavy sighing. I just, every time I think I'm done, I sit there for a second. I go, oh, freak. And I just start writing and I just start writing like that. And then pretty soon it's, it's done. It took me about 35 or 40 minutes to write this stuff out. I'm looking straight ahead and I don't know what to do now. I'm just looking like this. And I said, you want to listen to this? And he goes, yeah. And I just start talking and I read what's on my little envelope inventory. And guys, I got to tell you, I was just, I dumped this stuff. Chris has got a piece of paper in front of him. He's making some notes like this. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I, I just, I got done with this thing. It took, it, took, it took 40 minutes to write it. It took 20 minutes to share it. And I was done. And I laid it over on the seat. And I said, I got to go to the bathroom. And, and he didn't say anything as usual. And I just got up and walked to the bathroom. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I felt like I had little bitty rockets on the bottom of my feet. I just kind of floated to the bathroom. Went in like this, got right back out again like this. I felt like I, I haven't been that light in years. I haven't been that free in years. I was clear 
what was going on. I was clear where I had not done the things that I'm supposed to do. It's, it's, it's real easy to sit there and stand on the neck of my little protégés that I'm dealing with and make them do all kinds of stuff like this. And it's real easy to, to, to skip the fact that perhaps there's enough arrogance and enough ego in my own program that, and enough defiance, pure and simple, that I can deny that I actually needed to do the same thing. I'm doing an active tenth step type stuff, but there's just some things that come up that I'm not dealing in tenth step stuff that need to be dealt with, and there's no place better to deal with them, at least in my opinion, than on an inventory. And so when I got back to Dallas, the very first thing I did after I slept for two days was, was, was go gather up all of the old guys that I sponsored, the old guys that, we did inventory, that I did inventory with 10 years ago. And I said, boys, guess what's coming down the pike? <laughs> New inventory. And it was amazing. It was the funnest stuff in the world to go back and redo this stuff with these cats and see. And I guarantee you there wasn't a single one of them I did that lasted more than 25 minutes. That took me more than 20. It may have taken them a little longer to write them, but it only took us 25 minutes to, to cover the deal. And so you can, you can certainly do this. Anybody have any questions on this kind of stuff? There's no area of AA that gets more, more weirdness and more protective nature than this inventory, and I certainly understand that. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Chris said it, but I guarantee it's absolutely true. We see guys falling flat on their ass not because they do a bad inventory. It's because they don't do any inventory at all. We see this stuff all the time. I just, if I can't do it perfect, I'm just not going to do it. Where did you get that crap? It's never going to be perfect, so come on. Let's just get the stuff done. Any questions that arose? We all good? Richard, Richard go ahead, brother. You'll have to go up there, brother. Yep, yep. You could handle it right there. You could just handle it as a separate little, a little line item on the on the on the deal. The book talks about it, yeah. about the harms that we do others, and it's not a bad idea to have the list on there. I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, basic stuff. Go ahead. The, the real quick. The book says, the book gets crystal clear that there's going to be some stuff that we make amends for that doesn't show up. Everybody that I it was on my resentment inventory, I don't know amends to. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. Where I got to see a lot of that really come up with, uh, I don't know if some of you guys, I've heard people say, well, you're not supposed to put your name on the inventory, except the book tells you to put your name on the inventory. Because sometimes it was remorse, quote unquote, we were sword ourselves. You'll follow? And some of the worst resentments that we carry are the resentments that we carry in against ourselves. And a lot of that stuff, my, uh, my, the amends that I owed came up from there. I had a, a landlady one time that let me stay in her guest house, and I ran up a big phone bill. I didn't resent the landlady. She was a sweetheart. She just wanted her damn money back for the, you know, I was pissed at myself because I had done that. I was mortified that she found out that I was the one that ran up the bill, like, like she wouldn't be able to trace those 900 numbers. I mean, I don't know why. That she would <laughs> you know, another question? You have one? Portions of four steps. 
and the resentments and fears and then sex. When you finish the resentments, do you listen to a fifth step of the resentments and then, or do you just give them the resentments, have them finish that and go on, then do the fifth step all at once? I do, I do the thing all at once. I do a resentment inventory. We give them the, all the, little, the four columns. You'll follow. One night you're going to make a list. You got your list finished? Okay, now we're going to do the second column. Then I'm going to show them about the third column we're going to write down. Then the fourth column. We're going to get that knocked out. And then we're going to do the little fear inventory and the sex inventory instead of giving them. But I want to sit down and all at one time. This, this is um, uh, nowhere in the book does it say we're supposed to sit down and piecemeal this fifth step out. And I think a lot of people get short-circuited with that. They, they get their courage up and they come up there and they want to get all this stuff cleared out, but they never get the experience of that freedom that we're talking about because we've dragged it out for, for two weeks. It's like, let's just get it all done and when you're ready, let's go. But it boils down to it. How free do you want to be? So, so I'm going to give you a week to do this. You're going to make time to finish this crap. Well, I didn't have time. What? No, no, no. No, no, no. We gotta, the book says we got to make recovery number one especially in early sobriety make yeah if you got to miss a day at work whatever god I, let's finish this dadgum thing if we keep it short it's not going to be a problem okay uh, i have another question um i was getting ready to do a second four step and uh i was asking around and asking for opinions and or, you know how they've done a second uh four step one guy told me to incorporate the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. what, what do you think about that no, no thought ones whatsoever. Do it. Guys, remember what we're talking about here is triage first time through. Later on down the road, you can, you can, you can act out this in, in pantomime if you want. I could, <laughs> I could care. We might have a great experience with it. I don't, I don't care. Michael, alcoholic. We listed people, institutions, or principles with whom we were in. What are principles on your inventories? Uh, I know what they are in mind. It's belief systems that, that separate us. Whites are better than blacks. Women are less than men. Women have the abortion. I'm a big politic, big CNN junkie. You can get caught up in all of this stuff, and all of a sudden you're mad. Your principles that we live our life by. Y'all, y'all understand? IRS the, 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 is an institution. What they do is about principles, and so you can, it can all get kind of confused in there. For me, that was mine. In the definition one of the definitions is rules. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's laws, which, you know, law of gravity, everybody knows that. But rules, these are self-notes or self-messages that I send to myself that are self-defeating. Mm-hmm. That's how I was taught or understood the principles that I should inventory. You said it in a different way. I was just going to bring it open because it's perfect. for years I've listened to people talk about this, but nobody has an adequate answer or solution. And I think it should be documented somewhere. Should be. Great question. Great comment. I have two questions. If I've harmed somebody in any way, then, then I probably owe an amend. But I want to say, we're going to talk about this in this next hour. I need to really consider, though, is doing it going to end up causing more trouble 
more problem than the actual act of doing it. You with us? I've had, I've had people come up to me uh, nine times out of ten anytime I speak, and they'll come up and say, you know, I didn't even know you, but I hated you. I heard your seat, and I didn't like you, and I know today that I really like you. Okay, but see, we didn't have a problem at all until you said that. <laughs> you follow? And the book talks about it. It alludes to that you should say that, but I'm just, my, my deal is, you know, honey, I, it's, it's like, Maybe you just should not say anything and just be my buddy from now on and then not take my inventory because automatically it puts me on the defensive. So that's, that, that's why I don't let anybody do amends until they sit down and talk to me about them, you know, or, or talk to somebody else in the program about it. We don't just go willy-nilly, well, go make amends, fly, fly, you know, because you, could do, you can do a lot of damage by doing that. There's just certain things. Buddy, I think I'd, I'd go to jail to get free. Y'all understand it? I believe in making amends. I mean, by God, if you've got to go do what you've got to go do, then go do it to, for the freedom. But some, I mean, some of this is just, just blatant stupidity, you know, you, to go say some stuff to some people that you thought in your head. Oh, my gosh, why? I mean, I've... No. Y'all, y'all hear what she asked? Because we, we're, we're going to in the next hour we're going to talk about. It, but she, the, the question is great. Do you believe that all of your men should be done before you should go sponsor people? There's people out there on the circuit that's speaking about that now. And you should do that. That's the biggest cop out for not working with others than, than, than we hear anywhere. I'd really like to go work with those others. I'd like to go to the halfway house with you and carry that little message. And but but I haven't made all of my amends. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> Huh? No, we try to make amends. It's our job to go make the amends. This is, I hear people do that all the time. If it's time for me to make amends, God will put them in front of my, and I just hide in the house, you know. <laughs> she ain't getting near me, you know, because that's the, that, no, you try to. Anybody else? Sure. Did y'all hear the question? Have there been some re resentments? Have, have you got to a spot with a resentment where, where you, were, you had a difficult time finding your part in the fourth column? You, you follow? There will always be a part. The problem, the problem with this fourth column is that everybody believes that what we're asking you to do is take the responsibility for everything. If you can find... If you can find your piece of this, let's say their piece is this big. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's radioactive man over here. I don't know. If you can find your part, this, this guy harmed you as a child, huge part. But if you can see your part in this, maybe keeping it alive, maybe keeping it a secret, not telling anybody about it, not working through it, grinding your teeth over it all these years. There's a little, the fearfulness and the dishonesty around some of that. It didn't mean we caused it. We just carried it as children. We had nothing to do with that, but we carried it into adulthood. Can you see that maybe you could have handled this a different way? Yes. Next. And then we go on to the next one. Tell me about the lady at the 7-Eleven. We're not going to give that any more time than we are this other deal. This is not therapy. This is just looking at our part. And this is not taking blame for that kind of stuff. Please. What you got? On resentment, if uh, 
I try not to de deal with resentment. If I don't particularly care for that, that person, I just don't associate with them, or you pay attention to them. So when I talk to other people about resentment and, and the fourth step, they say, you're lying to yourself because there should be some resentment in there. But if I don't associate them, I just let it go. You know, he's got his way to do things, I have my way to do things. And we keep ourselves separate. Well, I try. Did you hear what he's saying? Guys, I'm going to tell you this because I agree with that. I, I, I agree with that. This idea that everybody we ever came in contact with, we got a resentment on them. Some of us just learn to deal with resentments better than others. And if you don't have the resentment, there's no sense doing a bunch of writing and, and stewing around in it and poking it. Let's keep this thing alive. Let's just move on. But it's about being honest. You sit down and you look at this thing honestly. Do I really have some strong negative feelings for this person? That was a cough drop I just hurled. <laughs> And then, and then we're going to look at that with honesty stuff. I mean, this whole thing uh, 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 is about forgiveness. We're going to talk about it in the next step business, folks. This is about mercy. Thank God from my four-step, I understood that this was not about justice. This is about mercy. And so at a certain point, I mean, you can be so damn right you're wrong. Would you all agree? I mean... There was a, there was a people over in, hang on a second. Who's your tailor? <laughs> there was a, and there was a lady. There was some bad stuff that happened over in East Texas. We got, we got our share of bigots in East Texas, but y'all might have read the newspaper articles. This was years ago, and, and there was a couple old hillbilly boys that, that, that murdered this black guy, and it was very tr tr dramatically murdered this black guy, and, and it was in all the It was just horrible. They got caught. I mean, it was just like, boom. Everybody knew what was happening, and they got caught, and they went to trial, and it was, it was a very publicized deal. And one of the big scenes, I don't remember anything about it, except that, that, that at the end of the trial, when the sen sentencing was done, the, the mother of the guy that had gotten murdered was at the hearing. And she, uh, as the judge is uh, um, sentencing the two idiots that murdered the, the, the fella, uh, the, the, the big, the mama, the mother, got up out of her chair after it was all said and done and went over to the mother and father of the, the guys that murdered her son and hugged the mother. Instead of sitting there like we see so many people on TV, you know, they should burn in hell, they should die, they should... This, this woman understood that this had nothing to do with the mother and father and that they... I'd lost my son, but they've lost theirs too. And they... And, and it... The mercy that this woman showed... I mean, that's what this is all about, is the freedom. You can sit here and be so... mean. I hate him and I'm going to hate him till the day he dies. But you're right. But who's it hurting? Who's it hurting? I mean, we got people out there grinding their teeth over people that have been dead for 20 years. You, you, you are wasting your time, and you are burning up valuable energy uh, by, by doing this. And this is what this whole process will allow us to do. It will get us down to brass tacks, and we can figure out who we owe amends to and what this is about. I don't want to walk around hating anybody. There's no right to, to, to do that, uh, no matter what happens. In, in God's world, I don't think. Yeah, um, my name is Tim. I'm an alcoholic. Uh, my question is... Uh, there's a, as the pages go on, the book talks about like seeking outside help. And um, have you ever uh, heard something 
that you would have suggested someone go seek some outside help? And if so, um, what kind of outside help would that be? All the time. Y'all, all the time. Guys, again, uh, the, the cool thing about being in this program and the one gift that I've been given is that I have a story and I have escaped a disaster called alcoholism and, and I'm, I have the, the information out of the book to help somebody overcome that. Other than that, I am not a counselor. I am not a therapist. I am not a, a lawyer. And a lot of times when I'm sitting down doing a fourth step, a fifth step with somebody, I'm hearing legal things come up. Well, what do you think I should do? Talk to a lawyer. Because I'm not going to, what do you think I should do in this relationship? Talk to a counselor. Because I'm not going to tell you. In the morning when we start talking about sponsorship, guys, in this 12-step business, I want to tell you, that's where a lot of us in this room get in trouble when we're sponsoring people. We turn into Mr. Answer Man, and I'm going to tell you what I think you should do in your relationship. You with me? I've never walked a day in your shoes, but I'm going to tell you, this is what I would do. Shut, shut up. Because unless you're trained to give advice like this, you need to be quiet. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, kick them out. Okay. Well, you get up here, here. We got time for one more, and we got to smoke a cigarette because we got to come back. My name is Kathleen. I'm Hey, Kathleen. I met a sponsor one time that told me that you had to, because the eighth, the eighth step, the list comes from the fourth step. That in order to make amends to people, you had to have a resentment. They had to be in that. Mm -hmm. Like I have people that I've hurt, but they haven't done anything to me, and I searched and searched that I just outright hurt this person, but I had no resentments against them. I just the book the books not everybody that we make amends to is going to end up on our resentment inventory we make the start of this list most of them are I can assure you most of the people if, I, if I'm pissed at you there's some there's some I said something you know <laughs> I called you something and I and I'm going to owe you some amend most of the stuff is going to come from that from that fifth step experience and that's where I'm going to get the list but if there were there were times that there were there was no resentment whatsoever but I was but I flat did you wrong and I need and I and and I need to clean it up. Sure. Without question. I, I, you can do it accidentally. Let me give you a classic example. I'm sure there's something that I've said in this, in this, in our, in our two days together. I'm sure I've said something. I cussed a couple of times. I'm sure I said something, maybe just trying to be funny that offended somebody in here. I have no idea I did that. You follow? But but if I find out that maybe I did, if I sense it, I, I have a responsibility to go clean it up. And that's there's no resentment. I don't even know you. I love you, but but sometimes we just inadvertently step on people in, on accident. Uh, let's go smoke, and we'll come back in here. Thanks. <laughs>